What's up, y'all? It's Miles the Millennial, the millennial who's actually not a millennial, but technically still a millennial. I'm here with my guy Rex. Let him introduce himself. Man, what's going on, guys? I'm Rex Howard Jr., um, a.k.a. the Relationship Guru, and I'm ready to get straight to it. Man, I'm excited for this. This is Let's Talk Like Men, the very first episode. You ready for this, Rex? Man, listen, I don't think that's the question. I think the main question is, are they ready? I don't think they are, uh, For the value, for the knowledge that we're about to drop. I'm super excited about being here with you, man. I, um, I've been seeing what you've been posting. We on the same type of time, uh, relationships with life, with growth, with finances, and just becoming the person that we need to become in order, in order to do the things that we need to do. So uh, I'm going to go straight into it, man. So I'm um, introduce the topic. We're going to touch on being a toxic man what that comes with what that looks like and how it affects others man so you ready for this i'm ready man so without further ado let's, let's talk, talk like, like men, men. <laughs> all right so let's get into it man all right so i know the first talking point we want to hit on is you know how does a toxic man operate and uh you want to kick started or i can go first it doesn't matter man go ahead kick, kick his off all right so being a former toxic man you know what i'm saying i think me and rex can both attest to that like we've been there and we've done that um primarily in college for me being a toxic man and i knew i was quite frankly but i always operated with what was my end goal what was my you know purpose for speaking to this person as my my motivation for my actions no matter what so you know when i was dealing with girls if i knew that i wanted to have sex with them if i knew that was my end goal I was going to get to that end goal no matter how I had to present myself to do that. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And it's really it's a, it's a dangerous game to play because I even if I knew I could sit there and tell her, you know, I'm an honest guy. I'm this. I'm that knowing, you know, damn good and well, my intentions for her are not pure. You know, my right. intentions for her are not to really care about what she's telling me about her day. But I know that I got to play it that way in order for her to open up to me. Right. Um that was one of the key attributes of me. And then another attribute of somebody that operates very toxic is I'm going to become whoever you want me to become in order for me to get to that end goal. It'd be funny when I see uh, girls on Twitter and they'll sit there and they'll talk about, um, you know, don't ever tell a guy what you look for in a man because these dudes out here just make sure they present themselves as that until they get what they want from you. And quite frankly, I got to say it's true because I was that exact way. Um, you tell me, I'd ask that question, you know, what do you look for in a dude? You know, why are you single? This is that and that. You playing that angle. Really what you want to know is, all right, what is her her weak points? What yeah. are the points where I know I'll be able to manipulate and, and, and scheme and connive to get what I want out of the situation? And it's a very toxic place to be. It's not anything to be proud of, but it's something that we definitely need to discuss if we're going to grow from it and help others grow from it. So for me, that was that's just two simple ways that toxic men move. Okay. Um, but what about you, bro? Man, so I think you hit the nail on the head when you said the word manipulation. Mm. You know, as being a toxic individual, you become a manipulator. You know how to manipulate a situation. You know how to manipulate a conversation. And you know how to get what you want out of things. Mm. So whether that's sex, whether that is gifts, whether no matter what it is, you understand you learn how to do it. So for me... Um, I always wanted to have control. Control became my thing. Whether Ooh. that's controlling a conversation, whether that's controlling what I wanted, or whether that's controlling um, what I wanted you to think of me. Mm. Like you said, 
I knew how to become whatever you needed me to become in order to get what I wanted. Yes. <laughs> and that is a dangerous thing once you know mm-hmm. and you get the feeling of that kind of power mm-hmm. and 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 you feed into all that attention that you get. Yep. And one thing that actually makes it worse and it feels the that fuels the toxicness is people actually like it. Ooh, talk people, about it. <laughs> people actually like it. But before we get any further, what I do want to ask you is how did you become a toxic person like is it something that you saw growing up is it something that is it is it because of the guys you're hanging around what made you become the person that you became yeah so okay that's that's great story so my journey may not be the same as most other people so i grew up in a two-parent household um my mom and my dad i've never seen any negative aspects like you know i've seen them fight before but not like physically like they get into an argument or something and it doesn't happen too often but it's always been respect in my household i've seen love i've seen you know perseverance i've seen all the positive things you would want to see and that's how i was up until i got to college um i think that for me for example i didn't girls weren't that attracted to me when i was coming up okay through high school i was always the guy i'll shoot my shot and i wasn't (laughs) scared to shoot it at all at anybody and it would never go in you know so i always learned to get a real good mouthpiece on me because that was the only way a girl was going to really like me because i wasn't cute i hadn't glowed (laughs) up any of that i was a five foot 100 pound skinny glasses nerd you know what i'm saying so it was when i got to college and for a little bit further background the schools that i went to as well predominantly hispanic and white so the girls that I really wanted or was attracted to, it wasn't really black women. Um, I grew up liking Hispanics and white girls because that's what I was surrounded by. Okay. Um, when I got to college and I went to Fisk as an HBCU, not only first, first off, Game I, I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> black women are beautiful <laughs> immediately. Like it just changed everything for me. I was like, these are the most beautiful you know, beings on earth. But the second thing that happened was I also started, it was the first time girls actually started to like me Uh, um, and find me attractive. So went through this time period, my freshman year, and this this is like my first time where like when my name comes up, people are saying like, no, yeah, Miles is cute. Like I like him. And I think I had just started really my physical glow up. But what it was, was, you know, when you get out of the high school mindset, girls are no longer looking for that jock or anything like that. No. When they get to college, girls want to look for a dude that has promise. When they look at you, they see a future because women start to think about, you know, their life and who they come in. They come into school with these, you know, drumline dreams (laughs) that they're about to find their husband. And in me, they saw that they saw a, a young man who was very respectful. You know, I dressed up really nice and carried myself very well. I was really smart. And they liked that being smart was attractive for the first time. And. When I started to see that my mouthpiece combined with the fact that people already found me attractive, putting those two together and I saw how effective it was, it, it was one of those things. Um, and it was kind of like what you say, you start to smell yourself, yeah. you know, so I started <laughs> yeah. to smell myself. I started to feel myself like, dude, I'm, I'm that guy. Like I can really get, you know, women. That ego was through exactly. the Exactly. And then it got to a point as just I, I got more accomplishments, you know, to my name, my, my brand itself and who I was just kept growing. It got to a point to where it almost felt like everything was at my will. You know, right. if I wanted it, I could have it. And so I just used that mouthpiece and, and it turned me into somebody who where it was like, bro, if I like you or if I look at you and I think you're attractive, yeah. it was like I was on the prowl. Like, I'm, I'm a getter. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And when you come from that mindset, you will do things that 
you normally wouldn't do to get it. I mean, I think it's it's, it's quite often and we can go a step further. You know, toxicity and all these different things are a step or two away from crossing the line into, you know, not even consent. Well, no, 100 percent. You're a step away because this person is giving you consent to do something with them based on a lie that you've made up and told them about who you are, about how much you care about them. So it's a dangerous road. And I'm man enough to sit here and say exactly that because we have to talk about it. So for me, that's how my journey, how I became a toxic man. Mm. How about you? Man, so it's uh, multiple different things for me. So starting off, it was in the household, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, growing up, my parents were together. They were married, but then they divorced at an early age. Um, but the way they handled situations in the household was very toxic. The communication was very toxic. It was always a battle between um, who was right and who was wrong. It was never solution-based, mm. right? Um, even with even with them dealing with us, um, it was certain ways that certain things we couldn't say, certain things we wouldn't say out of fear, mm. right, of 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 disappointment out of fear of an argument out of fear of or probably getting a whooping right yeah yeah. so it became a fear so um that's one of the things also within my community all the guys talked about all my guys that i hung around talked about being with multiple women yeah um who going who you gonna be on this weekend when we go to this party how many numbers you gonna get Mm -hmm. so within my household i'm getting fed toxicness within my community i'm getting fed toxicness and then within my friend group is all the same yeah so once you have every area of your life talking about toxicity you become (laughs) a toxic person yeah the thing is um i didn't become a toxic individual until around 2018 2019 Mm. because throughout my life i've been in and out of relationships i've always been the faithful guy i've always been the person that was born to my relationship i was always been the person that was going to post like if if i had a girlfriend you was gonna know about it yeah you was gonna feel me yeah and there was no approaching me on those situations even though i'm a nice guy there was no testing my my loyalty because that's just not what i was about yeah but with that being the case me being in out of relationships with my longest relationship being four years um, once I got that taste of freedom, I had um, I crossed Kappa, right? Mm-hmm. You know that's gonna give you attention. Yeah. Um, within Kappa, I became uh, known by by my shimian. Yeah, so that now that me. boy Rex <laughs> was the smoothest. He so, came in. I think he came in a semester before me. We was man, watching all his videos literally. before we came through. So that's extra attention. I created a brand on campus, not only a brand but a fitness brand. And uh, so I had people coming out. Then I had a clothing line. So like you said attention feeds that ego once yeah. that ego is fed you feel like you on top of the world like can't nobody tell you nothing mm-hmm. so it, it became a time when i had a question asked me by my frat brothers and they asked me like rex would you ever you know what i'm saying like be a hoe like would you mm-hmm. ever cheat doing all this stuff and i'm like nah well i've seen people in my family do it i've seen how the dysfunction that's had that's been had in my community so i don't want that for myself mm-hmm. but the minute i became single mm-hmm. and i stepped my foot in that water yeah Right. I got it. I got a taste of yep. it. I got a taste of it. And that feeling of being able to do what I want, talk to who I want, mess with who I want and just being who I was. Like you said, people saw that promise. People saw something, the value in who I was as a person. Um, but at the end of the day, once I became single, me knowing I needed to heal, me knowing I, I didn't need to be in a relationship. My excuse was, listen, I'm not looking for a girlfriend. I'm not looking for nothing you serious. I'm not looking for a girlfriend, but. 
I like being, I like having a girlfriend, so mm-hmm. I'm going to treat you like my girlfriend. Ooh. I'm going to make you feel like you're my girlfriend. <laughs> I'm going to give you the attention like you're my girlfriend. We're going to text. We're going to talk. We're going to call. We're going to yep. FaceTime. I'm going to let you know I miss you. We're going to go out to eat. We're going to do certain things, and you're going to gain all of these feelings, but because I knew what I wanted in the beginning, I knew that my feelings had a certain A certain off. boundary. Yep. Exactly. So that right there is my my toxic that's how my toxicness has started and it continued to feel itself when when you see toxicness being um pushed the, at yeah, you put when you see toxicness being pushed at you when you seeing everybody like making toxicness feel like it's the best thing yeah, in the world yeah right and like i said before people start liking toxic you have conversations with people and they're like you know what this is toxic mm-hmm. but i'm i can't stop it i can't stop i can't stop it yep so man, that's kind of that's kind of what my story has been, bro. You just said something, man, about like because I know my intentions, and this is where it starts. This is where you know, yep. you start getting very toxic. Um, is when you get to a point where you knew from the beginning what you wanted out of this situation, yep. and you may have communicated just because you. And I'm gonna say this because I was one of these guys. Just because you tell a girl what you want, yep. don't mean you ain't toxic. Thanks. Because you could tell a girl what you want, you know, I, I just want sex out of this situation. You could be upfront with her. But when you know you start giving her relationship type time, yeah. relationship type energy, relationship type commitment, and then expect her to just somehow only be stuck and good with the sex, bro, yeah. you are setting that girl up for failure. And and you're really you're playing her and you know you're playing her. And and what I found was I like to to think I was right and honest and a good and moral yeah. person because I told him the truth. Yeah. Just because you told him the truth don't make you you innocent. It don't make you an honest person. It doesn't make you a good a good person. And a lot of times, people think that their honesty makes them good. Your actions make you good. Yep. Your actions make you a proper person. And when you're being a toxic man in in, in a situation with a girl, just because you told her or you didn't told her what your intentions were, it doesn't make you any less or worse. And we'll we'll say all the time, well, I told her what was up, so if she <laughs> kept messing with me. She she put herself in that position. Nah, bro, you put her in a compromised state. The second you told her. I want this, but you started acting like you wanted something totally different. 100%. Sitting there talking about, I just want to, you know, have sex. Just let this be a sex thing. You start DoorDash and she riding in the car with you <laughs> everywhere you go. You know what I'm saying? She the one you cuddling, laying up with at night. Oh, yeah, let's go watch a movie, this, this, that, and that. But don't let her try to come for you for any type of relationship thing. Don't oh, let man. don't let her tell you, you know, oh, you know, it's Valentine's Day. Like, you know, you're going to take me out. Well, that's not what we doing. You know, that's, bro. You you you've been giving relationship vibes and uh, I just want sex words and somehow think that that's not going to conflict and yep. that's when it really gets toxic. And the craziest part is, like you said, when you when you attach sex into it, right? Our body releases dopamine. Mm. Dopamine is going to create these attachments. Mm. And when we have these attachments, not only are we connected to them mentally, but we connected to them sexually. Yes. And a lot of times, um, you got the term toxic dick or toxic yeah. sex. Yeah. And that's when that's when you're giving it to somebody in in a manner to where they wish they could have it all the time, but it's mm. not theirs. It's not theirs. It's not theirs. And not only is it damaging us, but it's damaging them, like you said in in, in the beginning. So it's like you take this person, you tell her what you what she wants to hear, you t- whatever you got to say to get what you want, and not even thinking about what is doing her mentally, not At even all. thinking about what is doing her emotionally, yeah. not even thinking about, you know what I'm saying, how it's changing who she is and how she sees men. So now mm-hmm. once she's getting to dealing with you, um and you at the end of the day you let her know, listen, I told you what this was. Yeah. I told you what I wanted. Um 
and I, I'm just now in that relationship type tip. So now she's going to take that same energy and she's going to hate men. Yep. She's going to use that term. Projected. She's going to use that term. Men ain't shit. Yep. Right. And that's just how she's going to feel. So now knowing that she could have been a great girl, a good mm-hmm. girl, a good wife. Yep. But now you turned her into a toxic woman. Yep. So what you just did to her, she's going to make sure that she does it to the next person before exactly. they do it to them. Exactly. Now you create a toxic cycle. It's a circle. You messing up, and I say this, I said this to <clears throat> myself <laughs> before, and when I realized it for myself, I said it to a lot of my, my friends and the people I run with, like, leave that girl alone, because all you doing is messing her up for the dude out there that wants her and yep. wants to treat her right. Yep. You out here putting her through thick and thin hell and high waters, you know what I'm saying, just for you not even to commit and knowing you're never going to commit to yeah. her. Go let that girl be free and go 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 mess around with somebody who on the same type of time as you and really mean it. And, yeah. and y'all ain't got to do nothing like that. Don't sit here and keep people's feelings held hostage because you want to be in, like you said, in control. Yeah. You want to be the one that 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 is maneuvering the situation, getting everything out of it, and she ain't getting nothing. I promise you, your dick ain't worth that, bro. <laughs> I promise you. Yeah, 100%. It ain't worth it because... You're doing this to her. You getting everything you want out of it, and just because she's sitting there and she brag about how good the sex is, bro. When she leave you, she uncertain. Yep. When she walk around and she got a question how she feels every single day, bro. You are literally tearing her down bit by bit. And so many times, us as men, because we already went into it broken, hurt people, hurt people. Hundred percent. So if you don't fix yourself, man, if you don't get that in order. You're just going to keep hurting more women who are then going to hurt more men. And then we sit here and we wonder why we're in a situation now where it feels like it's just a battle of the sexes. Like everybody's at war with each other. There's no community thought that says, hey, let's let's accept each other. Let's love each other. It's always, well, dudes do this and, and girls do this and this is that and that. Like, what are we in kindergarten? We got to grow <laughs> right. up. We ain't supposed to be at odds with each other. We're supposed to be together. Man, so like you said. That right there was a, a lot of value that you just added to the whole topic. And one thing that you hear people say or women say when they're dealing with toxic men is when they're talking to the girls. So I got a I got a man. He not my man, but he my man. Mm-hmm. Right. There's that level of uncertainty. Yep. But just to shift gears, not only is you being toxic affecting the people that you're dealing with, it's going to affect you. Yeah. And I'm going to let you know, like during my toxic phase. Outside looking in, it looked like things were great. Yep. You know, I'm on top of the world. Uh, but on the reality, the reality was I was going through my darkest times in my life. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, being toxic put me in a deep, dark hole. I'm, I'm trying to fill voids that that I can only feel by myself or spending more time with myself, spending more time with God. But I'm trying to fill these voids with these different women. Yeah. So not only am I doing that, but I'm spending multiple time. I'm, I'm giving my energy and mm-hmm. I'm pouring and I'm pouring mm-hmm. and I'm pouring and I'm pouring. So what they say about a person that's that's giving everything they got to a person and now they have nothing left. Cup empty. Your cup is empty. So my <laughs> cup was absolutely empty, but I'm still pouring from an empty cup into mm-hmm. people that I may not have been getting anything back from. So I am damaging who I am as a person. I am no longer the Rex that people knew. I am now Rex, the, the damaged, the toxic, the person that, that needs help, the person that needs to uh, to just spend more time with myself, the person that just needs to calm down and really realize and figure out what I wanted and what was it going to take for me to get there. So with that being the case, I want to shift gears a little bit. What do you think or what was a major factor for you 
your turning point that yep. made you wanted to, you know, switch it up? Man, and it, I was going to hit on that right now because when you were talking about how it was affecting you. So the same thing for me, um, mine, instead of it being coming from a place of emptiness, what really changed me from being a toxic man was taking a step back and noticing that, like, I kept hurting people that I cared about. You know what I'm saying? Because you have those girls that you just mess around with and it never gets too deep. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And it is what it is. But you have that one or two, maybe even three girls that you've messed around with and y'all been messing around for some months, maybe even some years now. You know what I'm saying? Y'all done did a lot together, done told a lot to each other. And at the end of the day, you're never the one that ends up hurt. They're always the one that end up hurt. And when I looked at that, I said, dang, it can't all be them. Right. My honesty, something about my honesty must not be preparing them for the inevitable, the right. inevitable, oh, we can't do this anymore. You know, th there is something about this situation. If every last one of these girls comes out of this situation as less and broken and hurt and saying, man, we did not do this. Why'd you put me through this? This is that net. If every last one of them is crying these tears or, or upset and, 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 and we got to reconcile all these things, it's me. It's not them. 100%. I'm the one doing it. 100%. I done seen girls cry over me so many times that it got to a point to where I was almost starting to get desensitized to it. Like, <laughs> shit, I, I told her what was up. So, I mean, she got to cry her tears. She made, right. her own, she made her own bed and she laid and it's, it's up to her. And I started to get numb and I realized I had a self, like a coming to Jesus moment. Like, Miles, that's not you. You know, like, and I started to think about one thing and some is real. A lot of us as dudes, we don't ever change until we see how it affects us in some type of way. 100%. So I thought about it from a perspective of karma, like not even for a daughter, not even none of that. I thought about it from my own personal karma. If you're out here doing all these people dirty because they really look at you as somebody that they believe in, somebody that they can trust. What happens when you try to be in relationship with somebody and they want to trust you and they want to believe in you and yeah. you're trying to do better and all that stuff? What happens then? What if they do it to you? What, what if they're the one that now, you know, plays with your feelings? The second because, you know, we all know it's going to be one day where we're like, oh, I'm tired of the field. I'm tired of playing the game. Yeah. I just want to find me one. Well, what happens the second you open up your heart to this one girl and she played you like you was playing all the rest of these girls? Man, you couldn't take it. You wouldn't be able to tell you, you cry, drop down to your knees and, and wouldn't be able to eat Hurts. if somebody did you how you did all these other women. And so it was at that point that I said, bro, I don't want this no more. And really what cut the line in the sand was with my girlfriend, like who I'm with now. Okay. That's really what changed it for me was me and her. I came to a point to where it was the cycle all over again. I'm like, you know, we can't do this no more. Like we're in too deep, too many feelings involved. This is that and that. And it was crazy because the look on her face and the pain that she felt, it was the first time I felt it. Mm. And what it made me realize is like all this time that I've been doing this, I've been sharing emotions with these people. I just ain't never been impacted enough or open enough to feel it, yep. you know, and it got to a point where I was like, dang. I went to Miami. I was going to spring break that weekend. And the whole goal of that weekend was to have fun, get with as many girls as possible, all that. I couldn't even do it. I was blanking on all my shots. Couldn't talk to nobody. I went in my zone and I realized, bro, you like this girl. Your feelings are real. And playing this game that you've been playing, it don't work. And it was time to give it up. Man, man, man. I think that's 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 awesome, bro. And I'm glad, I'm glad you made that shift because as a man... One thing I had to do and one thing I had to realize was and ask myself, are you the type of man that's prepared to be a husband? Hmm. Are you the type of man that's prepared to raise a daughter? Yeah. Are you the type of man that's prepared to raise a son? And it's like 
I had to say no. I yeah. wasn't. Yeah. If my daughter watched me live the life I was living, she would hate men. If my if my son watched me live Jeez. the way that I was living, he would think it was cool. Yeah. Dad got the girls. Dad doing this. Dad doing yep. that. But then again, how would my wife feel? Yep. Or would I ever find a wife? Yep. Right. And then, like you said before, um, once you realize how you make other people feel that that you've created a relationship with, that you created a bond with, because no matter how toxic you get. Unless unless you are dealing with just strict straight booty calls, mm-hmm. if you're spending time with multiple people, like quality time, uh, you you start to get a piece of them, exactly. they get a piece of you. So exactly. you actually have feelings. But like you said before, there was times where I became numb to feelings. Yep. I didn't care about well, I cared, but I didn't show that I knew how to show exactly how much I cared, but not yep. too much. Keep my, my guard up. Right. And it, and like that right there was just breaking me down. So once I asked myself, all right, Rex, what do you want? Is this the type of person you, that you got to be or you can you be in order to do these things that you want to do? And I had to say no. Yeah. And and I had to come into Jesus moment, man. And for me, I said, this isn't who I am. This isn't who I've who I've, you know, what I'm saying been working all my life to become. And I was like, I have to change. And if I don't change, the cycle is going to continue to change because I have younger brothers. Yeah. Right. I got a younger sister. Yeah. How can I how can I pour into my younger brothers about about relationships and about being loyal and about not being toxic if I'm showing them toxicness? How can I talk to my little sister about looking for certain traits within men? And you don't carry them. And I'm not even carrying them. All right. How can I talk to the world or how can I talk to my partner about doing this, doing that? Like and I'm not doing it. So just to take a step outside of that. I, I, you, you, you become successful in business. You become successful in school. You become successful within the fraternity, but as a man, mm. like deep down inside, mm. I'm, I'm not successful. Yeah, I'm not who I say I am. Yeah. So that right there was my turning point. I had to realize what I want to become and how I want to do it. Now, let me ask you this: What did you actively do to help you become the man that you are today? Man. That's tough. So it's a few things that I had to learn, bro. First, you are what you see and consume. Mm. So one of the main things I started to do was if there was any like IG models, um, girls who just show off way too much of their body all the time, all that stuff, unfollow them. I unfollowed them. And it's no disrespect to them. People do what they do. It's not their fault. You know what I'm saying? But the bottom line to it was I was consuming this so every single day i'm surrounded by sex images yeah immoral images that aren't in line with my purpose now right. when i was out here thotting around that's fine for me looking right. it's aligned with what i'm doing <laughs> right. but i said i didn't want to do it no more and so long as i kept those images in front of me the more they had power over me so i deleted all that stuff immediately second thing i had to do was learn first i had to realize that a lot of the acts and a lot of the uh Things I wanted out of sex, the way I even defined sexual attraction was defined by porn. Yep. Oh, so many. And, and, and it's crucial in our society today because you start watching porn fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth grade, yep. like very early on. And you don't tell nobody. Yep. Your pops not there to really instruct you like, yo, that's not really how sex works. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so when you start having sex, everybody thinks that the best sex is the most hardcore. And another thing about it is if you notice in pornographies, the running theme in most of these shows is always people doing things they shouldn't be doing. 100%. The stepmom with the stepson, <laughs> the 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 robber who gets, you know, caught up or the uh, husband cheating on his wife. All these immoral scenarios and what it is is, is escapism for people. Yep. 
people that are in their relationships they really not even in love so they love getting that stuff the the stepmom who's not fulfilled by her her husband or or the dude who's who's out here doing stupid stuff people all want to envision these things having sex with their teacher yep. i saw all this stuff and how it played into my own thoughts with like ooh, the sneakier this is the better yep. you know what i'm saying sneaky i had link, a sneaky exactly link. i had a craving for things that were almost dangerous if you will yep. um teetering that line and so what i realized is so long as i'm watching this stuff so long as i'm consuming this stuff i'm going to do this stuff yeah and so i had to cut back on 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 masturbation i had to cut back on pornography like no i don't want to do this i had to cut off all of that uh images i was seeing on my social media and then the third thing i did was i really started to surround myself and talk to people who i had seen make their relationships work because there's plenty of people you know ogs in my fraternity who don't make their relationships work but there's plenty of people in my fraternity who have and so i reached out to some of my profites who have made their relationships work and they they'd be honest with me they tell me like this is where i messed up this is where i didn't this is what i did this is why i didn't and i would come to them whenever i'd have certain issues and i still do whenever things happen i come to them and they are able to define a lot of things for me because they've gotten through it and they give me perspective. And because I respect them and, and, and I admire where they're at, it gives me motivation that like, yo, it's possible and 100%. it's real for me to achieve. 100%. When you don't see it, it's hard to become it. So I made sure I saw it. Man, like Inky Johnson said a quote, see something, believe in and go get it. Right. Yeah. If you don't see it, you can't become it. Yep. How can you become something you never experienced, you never saw, and you were never taught? Yeah. So that's that's huge. So I'm going to add, everything you just said was a lot of great points, and I and I feel the same exact way, and I've been, and I've experienced the same exact things. I'm just going to add to it. So I had to change my conversation. Hmm. A part of my conversations with my friend groups, while I was toxic, my my, my conversations with Dylan was talking about who I'm dealing with, how many people I'm dealing with, how many numbers I got, yep. um, what she was like, what she was like, what she was like right yep it, that's what it became it was never about all right man like how are you how are you educating yourself yeah you know what i'm saying have you have you been tested have you done this yeah it, it was never how many books have you read yeah. it was never how much money are you trying to make <laughs> it was never what kind of husband do you want to be yeah the, girls was the topic of bro, every discussion never had true conversation so i had to change my conversation second thing i had to change what i listened to right mm. so during my times of of toxicness, right? You got your futures going. Mm -hmm. You got your Brent Fayez's going. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Killer. The, the smooth toxic. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then not only that, I became a big Rod Wave fan. So, oh, that's my guy right there. Don't me? get on Rod. Rod, you, I, man, I love his music. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but the thing was, the thing was, you're listening. You're listening to his music. I got my heart on ice. Yep. You know heart been broke so many times. I don't know what <laughs> to believe. Me? Yeah. So you got Rod singing this stuff. So. I'm by myself, I'm in my car, I'm cruising, I'm vibing, and I got this music playing, and it's mm. playing, and it's playing. Now, I'm feeling his pain, because yes. I've been through that pain. Yeah. And like and even though I'm trying to get better, I'm trying to get better, but I keep playing the same music over and over again. It's keeping you there. It's keeping me there. Yeah. You would never leave a place that if, if you're if you're pouring, if you're still doing the same things that's, keep, that's, been, that's kept you there the whole time. Mm. So, I had to change what I listened to. So, then I started listening to podcasts, right? Yeah. So, podcasts with married men podcasts yep. with men that follow god podcasts with men that were providers podcasts with men that were pouring into their community yep. podcasts with men that were successful on all aspects of their life yeah so once i start listening to that i changed what i listened to i changed my conversation i even had to change some of my friend groups hmm. listen you my dog 
you know, but I can't, you know, we, we not on the same frequencies right now. Yeah. And if we not on the same frequency, you're not going to understand me and I'm not going to understand you because I am, I'm, I'm trying to elevate mm -hmm. and where you're at right now is you're still, you're still a dog. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You still want to be a dog. So yep. had to change my environment. And then on top of that, I had to visualize. Well, one of the main things was I had to visualize who I want to be. And then I had to actually ask myself, all right, Rex, if this is what you want to be, what is it going to take for you, for you to get there? To get there. Yeah. So I began to journal. Not only begin to journal, I took another big step. I went to therapy. Hmm. So so as I'm telling my therapist my stories, as I'm telling my therapist what I've been through, what I've experienced, how I treated women, how I dealt with that, she she couldn't help but give me a look that told me she was disgusted. She, yeah. Right? That told she done me she been was, there. <laughs> she was disappointed. It told me, I like, damn, who are you? Yeah. And that's all she really had to say. So with that being the case, during and we got to backtrack a little bit. During my toxic phase, I created an alter ego, mm. right? And my alter ego was a person that he strictly wanted one thing. Yeah. Um, there was no feelings involved. There was nothing. Yeah. And once I expressed that to my therapist, she was like, you know, this disassociation, right? Mm -hmm. So you don't feel guilty right, for what right. you're doing. <laughs> you feel me? You know that disassociation. Ooh. You know, you know that's a disorder, right? Yeah. And and once she got to talking about it, I no longer glorified who that person yeah. was. Yeah, we I'm all like, got that all to He ego. gotta go. Yeah, he gotta go. So with that being the case, I had to I had to realize where I wanted to go, who I wanted to be, the things that I wanted in life, and I had to realize or I had to write down what it was gonna take for me to get there. And on a day to day basis, I had to work towards that. And then. One of the last things was, well, outside of having conversations with God, right, mm -hmm. growing close to him, one thing I had to do was the women or the woman yeah. that I entertained, it had to be a woman of God. It had to be a woman yeah. with values. It had to be a woman with morals. It had to be a woman that knew what she wanted and wasn't going to tolerate mm -hmm. no BS. So, for instance, the lady I'm dealing with now, she was one of the first women that that uh, set boundaries. Hmm. Nobody set boundaries with yeah, me. Yeah. Nobody told me when I could pull up and when I couldn't pull yeah, up. Nobody yeah. nobody made me do that. So she was the first woman to actually set boundaries. And for me being in control, me being dominant, me being who I was, like you telling me, like you telling me no. Yeah. I can't, you know, I can't yeah. text you at a certain time. I can't and that right there was different for me. Mm -hmm. You taking my power away, you taking my control yeah, away. Yeah, for real. So I, man, when I tell you that happened, and I had to realize, you know what? This is just a part of going to the next level. Yeah. You can no longer do what you want. You can no longer just say what you want. If you want to get to a certain point, if yeah. you want to deal with a certain woman, then this is the certain things that come with it. So that's kind of that's kind of what that was for me, man. Love that, man. I love that. And I think to wrap this up, okay, I want you to. Uh, Maybe give people two, these dudes that's listening, two or three uh, men that they can listen to that, uh, you know, have that married life that can help them. For me, my two people that I came up with were Tony Gaskins okay. and Prince Donnell. Those are two that I really mm. lean on. Okay. So I'm going to recommend um, the fellas that's listening to go ahead and check out um, Eric Thomas's Secret to Success podcast, mm. right? You have four men, four married men, four successful men that talk about life, that talk about love, that talk about business, that talk about doing and serving their wives. Yeah. That's present with their kids. I love that. Um, no child support needed because they're in a home. Mm -hmm. um, no, nothing needed. You know, they got everything in place to make sure that if they are no longer here, their family and their kids Good. are taken care of and they're building wealth. And then everything that they do, their wives are a part of. Real. 
so so you got Eric Thomas on there. You got CJ. You got Jamal. And then there's one other cat that's on there that's that's very powerful as well. And I'm shooting a blank right now. Mm-hmm. But that's Secret to Success podcast. Okay. Um, you can find on Apple Music. So that's what I would say. Okay, I love that, man. Um, I want to just finish this off in a quote that I think is going to wrap us, okay. us both up with, with something that we both believe in with what we're saying. Um, and it kind of hints at what Rex was just saying. So I'm going to leave the fellas listening with this. The person you were in the past, okay, mm. will not be the person that gets you where you want to go in the future. Mm. Okay, so all all the things you did in the past that you know weren't you or who you may be right now, and you're about to make that transition. You got to let that person go. You got to let that ten- those tendencies go, those actions, your responses, your demeanor, all of it. You got to let that go and, and, and start building the person that's going to get you to that goal you want for your future. Because... That person in the past, they they're they're not gonna do that. They're holding you down. You got you gotta let them go. And also, you know what? I can't let you be the only one that leave the quote. Go ahead. So, um, this this quote is called change, and mm. it says, "The only thing that remains constant in this world is change. Those who adapt persevere, and those who don't merely fade away." Merely so, with that being the case, in order for you to get to the next level, in order for you to get the wife that you want, in order for you to get the success, or just become the person you want to become. You have to become the change that you want to see. Hmm. Sometimes it takes you to change in order for other people to change. And once you understand that concept, then maybe, then right. maybe, then you'll, maybe. You'll, you'll become less of a toxic man. Some real talk, man. So this is an amazing conversation Absolutely. about being toxic men, how to get up out of there, the effects, the traits that we have and, and building ourselves to that next level. This is the first episode first. of Let's Talk Like Men. And we're going to come back with some more heat real soon. You're going to hear us weekly at least, maybe even more than that. So just make sure y'all are tuned in. Click that subscribe button. Go follow us both on Instagram. My Instagram is at miles.themillennial. And my Instagram is underscore Rex Howard Jr. That's underscore Rex Howard Jr. All right. He's the guru. (laughs) I'm the author. And we out. We out.